Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Dumlaga Kahesha, a romantic comedy about an arranged marriage between an underachiever and an overweight woman. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the last, sadly, in our romantic comedy series. That's right. But we saved one of my favorites for the end. And I had never seen it before, and I really liked it. This is one of those movies that I just think is so charmingly done in a way that you can't really put your finger on. You know, because it's not like it's doing anything particularly different from a lot of other romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. But somehow it just holds together really well. And it helps that both of the actors are both really good. They're really good. And that was nice. I mean... The filmmakers got really lucky with this one, that they were able to find a woman who was pretty overweight. I was kind of impressed, actually, that they had someone who was actually overweight. Right. She was Not just, just like 20 extra pounds. Well, especially because there's a lot of Indian movies where you look at the dancers or something. You know, these women totally. that are held up to be attractive, and they are, but, but they're yeah. heavier than an American would expect. Yeah, exactly. Which is also nice to see, honestly. Right. It's totally fine. But then for this movie, that means it can't just be, like, the person who's buxom and 20 pounds overweight. Like, it exactly. has to actually be someone that's heavier. Exactly. I mean, she was easily 200 pounds, I would say. Right. And now, here's the thing. She is a beautiful woman. She so is even beautiful. overweight, there's no way that people would be, like, turning their nose up at her. No. And she was so sweet and cute. And, yeah. oh, she was amazing. But... They found this overweight woman who was a really good actor and who yeah. had chemistry with this guy. Yeah. So this actress. I mean, I think she'd probably have chemistry with anyone. She was so Oh, sweet. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, this actress, Bumi Pednicker, she worked at, this is her debut movie, which is also super impressive. Oh she my worked gosh, as, I can't believe it. Yeah. She worked as a casting assistant for Yashraj Films and the casting director found out she could act. And so she was like, oh, this is great. Like, like we'll get you into the movies. Just lose some weight. You know, go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And we'll get you into the movies. And then this movie script came along. The head of the studio was like, didn't you say that you had someone? <laughs> and everyone was like, stop. Stop losing weight. In fact, to go and eat more. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just such a funny story that it was like it is. a perfect debut role for her. Because she was already set up to be this woman. Yeah, I know. Because I actually read in the trivia that she had gained like 30 pounds for this role. And I was like, okay. And then, and I was like, man, 30 pounds is kind of a lot to to change your weight for a, a role. But then I was watching the movie and I was like, this was not, this is not an extra 30 pounds. Like she was already fat. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It was really nice. And if you see her in other movies, she's not she lost weight after this, you know, yeah. so she looks more like your standard Bollywood actress. Absolutely. But yes. it's just such perfect timing for her on this role. And then the actor, Ayushman Karana, is another actor that's really good. And I've actually seen him in more things. And he will play a lot of very serious parts in critically acclaimed movies. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely not the last we'll be seeing him. And we actually already have seen him in Tumhari Sulu. He was a cameo as, I think, himself. Yeah. 
being interviewed, um, which was perfect for that, because not only is he an acclaimed actor, but he came up as a VJ, which oh, perfect. she was playing in that. Yeah. And I think he will take on a lot of parts of people who are less likable. You know, he's not the actor that always plays the charming guy. And that mm-hmm. served him really well in this oh, because he starts off as pretty unlikable. He's so unlikable. And she's so likable that you're just like, what? What yeah. are we doing here? There's no contest. Right. So this movie is about this couple that are arranged married. And one of the things that I really like about this is that in the marriage, you get to see like this group. What I mean, it must be the mm-hmm. equivalent of like going down to the county courthouse or getting like married in Vegas or something. Cause it's exactly. just like all of these women in the exact same bridal saris and all of the guys wearing the same thing. And like they take group pictures together and then it's just like ceremony and done, but like they can do it all together as a group. So it must be cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which I thought was really interesting to see, but they get arranged married and she is, you know, not as desirable because she's overweight and mm-hmm. he is not as desirable because he never graduated from high school. Exactly. But she and doesn't is, know a word of English, which yes. for his ambitions, he should know. Yeah. And she does know. Yeah. And well, yeah, she not only knows English pretty well, but she actually graduated from college. And so she wants to be a teacher, which means that she can earn money that would help the family as a whole. Yeah. And so his family, even though he doesn't, he's not interested in marrying her, he's not attracted to her at all. His family is pressuring him into marrying her. Because it would be good for the family finances. Mm-hmm. And this makes exactly. his family, this makes his parents sound like not good people. But they actually are really nice to her. Yeah. His aunt there's... is not. But his parents are nice to her and understanding. Yeah. But they just understand the benefit of marrying someone with a college degree. Right. And I mean, I don't think that's super unusual no. in India. It's not like when when she hears that, she's like, what? I never suspected. Like, they know when they're arranging this marriage mm-hmm. that that's the benefit that they're getting out of it. Right. But the guy just lets himself be shoved into this. And so he's more unwilling. And she's actually perfectly willing. She likes him fine from their meeting. Yeah, exactly. So it's already not off to a great start. Yeah. He refuses to consummate the marriage. Gosh. Yeah. Which puts her in... At first, she just thinks it's funny. Yeah. With, like, no communication is is a big part of the problem. So he's sulking the yes. entire time. And that's what makes him so unlikable. Like, yeah. yes, it's understandable. If you didn't want to get married and you were kind of forced into it, okay. But he won't talk to anybody. He won't talk to her because he's blaming her for it too, which is not fair. Right. And he's acting like he was forced to get married to an ogre instead of someone who's fat. I mean, calm down, dude. Yeah. And this is also set in the nineties, early nineties. Cause he like runs it. a cassette shop. I forgot the date that they popped up there, but he runs a cassette shop and, CDs have just been introduced. Yeah. So it's also like not even nowadays people talk about the issue more, but like this would have been even before all of that. And so he's unhappy in the marriage. She winds up being unhappy in the marriage because, you know, he's not treating her very well. Yeah. She can tell that he's embarrassed. Right. He like hurries her away at the market when people are trying to talk to her and be like, oh, you're so-and-so's new wife. Oh, he like didn't tell anybody that he got married. Right. And he like doesn't want you to talk to any of his friends. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
the name of the movie comes from the name of a race that's happening in the town. This is kind of happening in the background for most of it. But a race that happens in the town that I guess is an annual tradition that's a wife-carrying race. (laughs) And they translated in the subtitles as heave ho, carry that load. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I think is an awesome name for a race. Yeah. In in Wikipedia, they translated as give give it all your force, which is yeah. less awesome. I like that's, that one better. Yeah, and that's what they translated as in the movie. Also, the one I saw was he poked carry that load. Oh, seriously? Yeah. The one I saw said uh, give it all your energy. That's funny. Yeah. It was released internationally. That was my big fat ride, which they are just trying to get people who forgot the name of my big fat Greek wedding to go see. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was some other culture. Actually, though, in a sense, that does have some similarities in the sense that, like, it relies a lot on the family dynamics. Mm -hmm. And it does it really well. It does. Yeah. It's not focused exclusively on the couple. And the family feels very real. Like, the parents are not like monsters they're under both sets of parents mm-hmm. they're just trying to deal with the situation the best they can and try and get their children to behave in the way they want them to behave and yeah. even the aunt who is the most unpleasant person for mm-hmm. most of it you understand later why she's the way she is yeah exactly and at the same time even the couple is behaving in a super understandable way it's not love at first sight yeah it's not any particular thing that makes them like each other Mm -mm. you know and this is a culture of arranged marriage so they're not expecting that yeah they go into it well she goes into it at least being open to the relationship and to falling in love and he is a grouch about the whole thing but you know (laughs) exactly so it just had a very natural feel to it which i liked a lot it really did and her both of the families were also likable i thought so his dad is the older constable in Bola and he's a very likable guy even though he's angry like almost all the time yeah. at his at his son and constantly again stereotypical Indian family like constantly taking his slipper off to beat <laughs> his son with yes and her family is really understandable too because they're, they just, like, don't understand what's happening. They don't understand the dynamic. Right. Because they live on the other side they're of like, town. Yeah, so they're, they're like, why things. can't, they're like, why can't you make this work? I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, so it's just super charming. And this is definitely, I would say, PG-13. The thing is, they do talk about consummating the marriage, but you don't see anything. Yeah. You don't see anything. It's probably going to be surprising to American kids that, the family, the whole family would talk about it so much. Right. And that they would, like, know if it was happening or not. Oh because they're in really close quarters in houses that are not super well built. Right. So, you know. Yeah. So that's the only thing that might be an area of concern, depending on the child. But yeah. But the, nothing's explicit. They don't go into any detail or anything. It's just kind of that thing of, like, now the relationship is final. <laughs> exactly. And also, it's not 
it's definitely a beginner movie. Anyone can watch it. There's elements of it that are super Indian feeling, mm-hmm. but because it's a romantic comedy, it's really accessible. They're not doing anything too weird. Yeah, the little weird parts, I mean, more than anything, his little group feels <laughs> like a Wes Anderson thing. Doesn't it? So much, like with the the little tubby like instructor that's the mentor for all these boys. Like yeah. I, I really well, they called it, it like a youth group or something. But it yeah. was clearly for adults. It wasn't yeah, like it was for adults. The name to an American sounds like it's like a Boy Scouts group. Yeah. But it's not that. It seems to be almost like an army reserves type I thing, but like a lesser like army a, reserves. Yeah, yeah. It seemed somehow political in nature. I, they didn't right, really like getting it. prepared for yeah situations where you may need to fight, or I don't know. But that was really funny, and I bet that that's the type of thing where, like, if you're Indian and you see that, and it's like set in the nineties, and you're like, right? oh, and you're like, oh yeah, that. of course, <laughs> everyone did that exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so super beginner level movie, because even the things like that, they're not important that you understand what they are. They're just kind of a funny backdrop. Yeah. And then there is no singing and dancing except the, there's a number over the credits. Yes, exactly. So it's very Western feeling in a lot of Which senses, I only too. saw the first part of, because then Prime Video was like, you've seen enough of that, and <laughs> just, like, shut down. That's funny. Yeah. And then yeah. when I went back, it was like, no, the movie's over. <laughs> it's like, okay. You finished it. That was it. Yeah. That's so funny. So that's all for non-spoilers. We'll do spoilers after the interval. Abhi abhi dhup thi yaha pe lo Ab barsato ki dhara Jeb hai khali Pyaar ke sikkon se Aao karne guzara कितना संभले बच कर चले दिल तो ढीठ आवारा तुमसे मिले दिल में उठा दर्द करारा जीने लगा वो ही जिसे इश्क ने मारा For one thing the what the guy said prem mm-hmm. what he said about her to his friends was awful. Yeah. And thankfully, it's that actor is so good because the fact that you like him at the end. Oh, I was, I was going to say that. I was going to say I don't understand how he can turn it around because he played a terrible person so well. And I think what he manages to convey really well is how much he was ashamed of himself. Yeah. Like, how much it was fueled by his own embarrassment that he couldn't speak English and he couldn't. And the the thing is, you, it's set up in such a way because he's registers in classes to graduate high school and he's going to take English classes and he's going to sit down for the English test. And what you expect is that he's going to learn English and she's going to maybe help him learn English. And Mm -hmm. then by the end, he'll know it and that will, that will help mend the relationship. And that is not true. He doesn't learn English and she doesn't help him. Other than knowing it and occasionally correcting some of his English, which he resents. Yeah. Him, yeah. him learning English is not actually a part of the movie. Because, let's mm-hmm. face it, like, your relationship can't be based on the fact that, well, now I feel better about myself because I did this thing. No, exactly. Especially if you already resent the other person. You're going to resent them for having had to teach you anyway. Right. So much of it was based in his self-pity. Yes. He was just looking around at everyone else and like, what do they have that I don't have? Mm -hmm. And 
he really had a realization. He made it, he also conveyed that he really had that realization of like, I have to change. This is, it's hurting me also and everyone else. Yeah. And what was, what I really loved was that the thing that wound up bringing them together was each of them recognizing the other person's brokenness. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that they were falling in love with each other based on each other's strengths. Right. They were falling in love with each other based on each other's weaknesses, based on how human the other person was and seeing that brokenness and being like, oh my gosh, like I can relate to that and I can understand you now better. Yeah. And that is almost unheard of in a romantic comedy. Yeah, it is. It is. They Romantic comedies are typically like fantasy, we're going to fix it and everything's better. And there's like some type of if not a fairy tale ending, at least some type of wrap up that like fixes the big problem. And the weaknesses people have are not weaknesses. It's like that the main exactly. character, the woman is clumsy and eats oh, a lot. Oh no, but or, she's thin. Yeah, but she's super thin and somehow successful at things. And like the man is, I don't know, like maybe does a couple of awkward things. He's, he's dating or he's too moody. many people. Yeah. And he, he can't keep a girlfriend because he always is a grump. Right. But, like, these aren't real problems. Yeah. What the people in this movie have is much more like a real relationship of they understand who each other is on, like, a more fundamental level. Because they see not only what the other person's good at, Mm -hmm. but they only really can come to love and understand each other when they see what that person is struggling with or ashamed of. Yeah. And love them in that. Yeah. And accept it. Yeah. Not in a, in a I have to fix you way. She doesn't say like, well, I'll, I'll teach you English and we'll have to, you know, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. And like, and he's not like, well, I'll help you lose weight. Like, yeah, that's not it. Because she, de- and it's funny, like she's trying to lose weight and he's basically like, this is dumb. Like you're not helping the situation. And it's, yeah. it's not even that he doesn't want her to lose weight. Like he'd probably be fine with that. Yeah. But it's just like this idea that this is going to fix anything is not true. Yeah. And she actually, although she does feel like she's better than him for being more educated, she mm-hmm. actually doesn't seem to resent him for not being educated. No, it's true. It's only once she starts resenting him over the way he's treating her and saying mm-hmm. things about her that she's like, well, I'm better than you anyway. Yeah, which I understand. That may not be a helpful way to come at things, but I feel like I would probably have the same reaction. I'd right. be like, how dare you think that you're right. going to judge me on this stuff? Like, look at you. Yeah. And it's that conversation that they have by the riverside mm-hmm. where, for one thing, <laughs> he wrote his entire English exam in Hindi. And the guy, the teacher comes because he's like, well, he said he was going to kill himself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah. that conversation they have after that, where basically they both admitted it's not like either one of them was a catch. Yeah. It wasn't like they had a ton of people who wanted to marry them and they chose the other person. Like, they were put together. They didn't have a lot of options. Totally. And so being able to say, like, you know, we both have our weaknesses and we are willing to do this together, like, as a team. hmm That was a really nice moment. It was. And it's interesting because I think that worse actors would have probably struggled to convey in that scene that it's not that they were scared of being alone. Yeah. It's not why they wanted to stay together because they were will. She definitely was willing to get a divorce. Yeah. Rather than do that. And she was fully aware that probably no one else would marry her. Right. 
you know, and they both say that. They're both like, well, you know, who's lining up to marry me? Right. And she was basically just like, I can't live my whole life being disrespected by my husband like this. Which, which is I love. true. Yeah. And I love that they gave a fat character the same ability to have, like, self-respect as mm-hmm. any other character. Yeah. Because that doesn't always happen. They both accept that. But that's not why they want to stay together at the yeah. end. They realize, like... We can be together. Like, the, we can love each other, and this can work. Well, right. Especially when Prem, when Prem is willing to let her go. When After Prem finally realizes that, like, this was my own pride, mm-hmm. and actually she is a good, you know, a person that I like and could be married to. And then she's like, oh, I did get this job in this place that I would not be living near you. Yeah, it's like three hours Right, away. but he's up. actually selfless By enough. car, which they don't have. Yeah, so she would just be living out there. Exactly. But he was actually selfless enough to be like, oh, you should do that. Yeah, because he recognized. Right, and I think he realized that, like, he hadn't treated her well. And it no, was not her stay? fault that she wanted to leave. No, how could he ask her to stay and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because by that point, I think he'd also really come to terms with how little he had to offer mm-hmm. someone. Because by this point, there's now a competing music shop. Actually, you want to talk about the most mustache-twirling villains in the whole thing. It was those people. I like, know. does that? You guys are the worst. But, I mean, so you need villains, so it's fine. But That guy who looked like, uh, that guy looked like Morley Sharma's son. <laughs> I couldn't funny. get it out of my head. <laughs> yeah, so, like, he's now feeling even more like he's got nothing to offer. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, and then the wife carrying race, which, of course, is the perfect thing for the person who's self-conscious about their weight. Yeah. I was really, honestly, I was really impressed that he was able to carry her through that whole race. I am, too. That would have been hard. Yeah. And he was a real thin guy. He's tall, though. He is tall. Yeah. And he he does his training every day with his group. He clearly does, because, man, he did it. Yeah. And he not only did the race, which, so here's the other nice thing about the race, was I felt like they did a good job of basically, like, having the race be the microcosm of the journey they took over the film mm-hmm. where in the beginning of the race, which by the way, this is not just a race. This is an obstacle course. Yeah. It's, it's like a, yeah, exactly. There's a mud pit. There's, you have to go Tires. upstairs and, and walk on a ramp. I mean, yeah, yeah all this stuff. Um, yeah. So the first bit they get to, for one thing, they get off to a slow start, slower than anyone else. They're the last people there. And then, the first obstacle, which is the tires, she tells him what to do, and he basically tells her to not bother him because he's trying to concentrate, right? So he's yeah. like, she's trying, she's reaching out, and he's rejecting all help. Except that, you can see, she, he does exactly what she tells him to do. Mm-hmm. Then the next obstacle, which is going up the stairs and then walking on the ramp, she, like, they're working together more. She's offering him advice, and he's actually listening to her. And he's, like, telling her, like, I know you need to, like, balance like this or whatever. Yeah. So, they're working together more. And then the last obstacle course, which is the mud pit. They both fall. They both fall, and she helps him get out of the mud pit. Yeah. So, I just thought that was a really nice way of kind of... Cause After the, they the both thing, look at each other right. and laugh about the situation and enjoy each other in that moment. Right. Because they're covered in mud, and it's, yeah. you know... But... They look at that situation and then help each other out. And she and he accepts her help mm-hmm. instead of ignoring her. And so I just thought that was a really nice way to kind of reiterate the journey that they've taken in the film in the courts of the race, which everything had been leading up to. Yeah. And I think that's one of the really great things about this movie was the writing. Because the writing was not overdone. 
is often the case in Bollywood movies where yeah. everything is spelled out and then like shown in a flashback for emphasis, right? That's right. And this movie didn't do that. It yeah. felt much more natural in the way the scenes unfolded because even scenes where they were talking about their feelings and stuff, things were left up in the air where it was up to the actors to convey the changes that were happening. It was not spelled out in the dialogue. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. And so then the final race was just the perfect touch at the end of that. And then, of course, they like run back and then make out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they do, actually. They do. Full-on make-out. This is uh-huh. a kissing movie. Sorry, it's guys. A kissing movie. Yeah. For all the offended sensibilities, this is a kissing movie. That's right. So her family can finally be happy, because they were crying just as much as the other family. I know, the two mothers. I know. They're like, oh, what if, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. What have our children done? Yeah. I know, which I love the divorce law also, where basically the judge is like, so, like, what, are you in danger or anything? Okay, great, then you have to go live with your husband for six months, and then you can come back and get a divorce. And I'm like, yeah. that is a hilarious and awesome law. It's like, let's see if you can work it out. Yeah, we don't believe you. Especially in a situation like that, where they had not been married for that long. Yeah, they obviously, like, hadn't really tried. Hurt feelings right. came up. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So our next series, since I was seeing of that series, our next series is going to be a hard left. That's right. Into horror. And horror in Indian movies is actually not their strong suit, right? So famously, famously terrible at horror. And I have seen, well, we both have seen some horror movies that even if there are some scares in them, they're pretty weird and not great. (laughs) And I've also seen some horror movies that are just terrible, and there's no scares at all in them, and the effects are awful. Even ones that India was like, this was scary, and you're watching it, and you're like, oh my gosh, do you guys not have... Is horror the one thing that you don't have access to international films for? They're really bad at superhero movies, too, though. Yeah, they are. How dare you say that about Krish? (laughs) I'm just kidding, you guys. Krish is bad. Don't watch it. And Raw 1? Oh, that's not good. It's not great. Yeah, which is fine. You don't have to be good at everything. And they were just importing them, I assume, from, like, Japan and Korea, like the rest of us. I'm sure. We have compiled five movies that are interesting horror movies. Whether they're, like, scary is a different matter, but, like, they are interesting horror movies. Yeah. So the first one is actually a movie that has been remade in a couple different languages. Um, It's called Pizza. Mm-hmm. It is a Tamil language movie, and it actually stars Vijay Sethupathi from the rom-com we saw with, like, the low-level thug and his neighbor who's yeah. trying to get a job in IT. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the a, actor from that. That's right. This uh, pizza, it's about trying to go find a place in your city to have pizza with someone who ever lived in New York. Oh my gosh. And they're just telling you what real pizza is like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That would be a hilarious movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's about a pizza delivery man who winds up in like a weird haunted house situation. I love it. Sign me up. I mean, they're basically all like haunted situations i think that that tends to be the indian horror go-to which is fine haunting and also possessions yeah. and a lot of times they're hand in hand which makes sense based on indian 
myth culture all I right mean, you know all that stuff i mean they do have like serial killer movies too but those tend to be just more like hardcore action than like yeah horror. those are usually not horror that is really interesting i didn't think about that like mm-hmm. a lot of those now here are horror and they're shot and made differently yeah but yeah in india they really are action yeah. thriller stuff then we are going to go back in time to 1993 <laughs> for the classic Malayalam movie. Oh my goodness. Mani Chithrahazu. I'm probably missing a few syllables. It is a super long word, but it is a super classic Malayalam thriller starring Malayalam favorite Mohanlal, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> About a bungalow that is haunted by the spirit of a vengeful dancer. Perfect. Yeah, love it. I expect a lot of spooky dance numbers. Of course. There better be. 1993? <laughs> required. <laughs> None of this modern, like, oh, we'll throw in a dance number at the end. Dancing in the movie. <laughs> then we will lighten it up with a horror comedy called Stree. Mm-hmm. Starring the delightful Raj Kumar Rao and Shraddha Kapoor. Yes. And that is about an urban legend of a woman, like an, an evil like woman ghost who kidnaps men. Yeah. Then we'll, we'll go a little more into thriller territory, thriller slash horror, right? With U-Turn, about a reporter who's, when looking into a story involving highways... Uncovers more than she expects. Oh. <laughs> and then the last movie is Tumbad. Yes. Which is about a demon that mm-hmm. gets uncovered when they're building a temple. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And that is much more recent, legit scary kind of movie. Yeah, I'm excited. So again, our next movie, though, is Pizza. And that is available on Hulu and for rent on Amazon. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. 